and we're live. What's up, brother? What's up, my man? What's finally got a conversation we can record after the million and one that we've had. Fuck yeah, it's about time, right? Yeah. So I'll uh I'll preface this conversation with everybody listening. Um I'm usually not a hype man, but I will say, man, Dylan is a uh, good friend of mine. And and it's funny because, you know, we just happen to talk about some of the same things and are interested in the same things. But just the way we first met or met virtually was just, you know, super random. (laughs) I got fired from my job. Yes. Yeah, I got fired from my job. First time me and this dude talked on the phone and, you know, we just go straight into it. And he was like, well. Well, tell me about what happened. And I just go sh- <laughs> diving straight in like, man, this is what happened. This is what went on. So ever since then, man, it's been history. And so I've really enjoyed the friendship that we built and getting to know you. And like I told you the other day, what I respect about you the most is this you're 100 percent you and you're 100 percent just spit exactly what you feel and what you observe and what you see. So. I think this is going to be an amazing podcast and and just to get to hear who's behind the mask because it's somebody that's gotten to know you, you know, you don't wear too many masks, man. And I'll give you that. So it's going to be an awesome conversation. Yeah. My, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. It's funny. My, uh, my wife is like, you know, they just don't know you're, you're performing for them. She's like, you know, you just love to tell a great story. Right. So I love getting into that conversation around the mask, but no, man. Um, I, dude, you know, I love that story of how we met, right? Um, you know, that was so fucking random. Um, but for whatever reason, I just felt the the push or the urge just to be there, you yeah. know? And you've gotten to know me well enough to now looking back at the situation, you know me. If, like, I wasn't in it, I'd have been like, fuck you, dude. I don't know you. I'm not giving you time. Yeah. You know, I'm like, motherfucker, what? Hold on. Click. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know what it was, man. I really don't know what it was. It was just something that day, just a little nudge that just said, okay, just mm-hmm. stay in this. Just be there. Just hold space, mm-hmm. you know, hold space and hold space without judgment. And I think it was just such a cool, vulnerable conversation from the get go. Um, yeah. It's pretty easy just to let our crazy fly. Right. And we've yeah. had pretty dope conversations. I think we see a lot of reflections in each other, man. I think, yeah, you know, cool. I, you may see like a younger you and me and I see like, you know, older me and you, you right. And I see things that we, we come together on and we share um, and we get to share different perspectives on, but still are talking on that same frequency. And that's what I really enjoy because um, it's rare, man. I, you know, I couldn't put my finger on it either. It's just, you know, it's like we were almost called to connect and we kind of joke about that. Right. Um and so with just with, with everything going on, I know, you know, you and I were talking about some of this stuff recently. I think that'd be a good point for, uh, for us to start peeling these layers back for folks. You know, I, I know you've been sharing a lot about, you know, fear and, you know, how you're, how people are, you know, trying to grind, 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 go, go, go. Um, and you're really starting to pe- see people not only not remove their mask, but almost apply more mask on because, it's such a time where we're filled with unknown. And so people are pivoting and shifting and doing this and that, right. That's all focused on the same patterns that they were revolved around. So I'd love to hear 
you speak a little bit about that, man, and just what your thoughts are and some of the things you've talked to me about um, with just how people kind of fall in that loophole and spiral of fear, especially now. Yeah. You know, when you look at it, um, psychologically speaking, the smart guys have figured out that the common fear and the two biggest common fear that we all share is the fear of death and the fear of fear of poverty. Right. And let's just call this thing COVID-19. I guess that's what they want us to call it. So let's do that. Um, so what is the big fear? Oh my God, we're going to die. Oh my God, we're losing our jobs. We can't keep, you know, I mean, there's, there's some, there's some serious panic and serious pain going out there, right? Especially in the small business community. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their businesses. So what are the two biggest things that we're feeling right now collectively? The fear of death and the fear of poverty. Mm-hmm. Now, this is just plain old little fucking dialing down here in Delafield, Wisconsin that don't know shit from shit. All I'm saying is, what if the really smart fucking people know that shit? What if they have the funds to build out a framework around that shit? But, you know, let's just move forward with fear and poverty. All right. So now I'm not only going to be broke, but then I'm going to fucking die. So guess what? Man, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. And that causes us as men to what? Put the mask on of Mr. Tough Guy. Well, let's go down that route. So now I'm man at a house and I love seeing, you know, some of these dudes on um, Instagram and stories and stuff, you'll see them all of a sudden now, you know, they're not out marching with the militia, but they're posting pictures of their arsenal at home. They're posting pictures of all their guns just so they can show the world that they are prepared too. They're trying to send out that little bit of a message. And fear is this fucked up little thing to us that we don't recognize from a subconscious level where we act 90% of the time, Right. It's like, okay, now the fear is coming out. So I think I'm showing this to be a tough guy, but really what I'm doing is it's my fear covering it up and trying to protect. All right. So this fear thing has us doing all kinds of crazy shit, man. Um, and then here comes the news or here comes whatever that says we can keep you safe. We can keep you sound. All you gotta do is wear a mask and stand six feet apart. All right. So now the fear of death is a little bit eased. And we're going to let the essential folks work. Excuse me, but why aren't all the fucking essential workers dead right now? But, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to let them work. And so we're going to let you make a little bit of money. But the big guys, we're going to kind of get you in the pocketbook a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to ease you back in. And to me, that just sounds like control. Yeah. And, you know, when people are in a state of fear... They just want to feel love and feel safe. At the end of the day, that's all I want. It's all you want. It doesn't matter how flashy I get. It doesn't matter how, you know, la uh, la love I get. All we want is to be loved, right? Yeah. So now to love and feel safe. So now, you know what? Now I start feeling a little bit more ease. Now I start feeling a little bit more love. And then all of a sudden, you get a little bit more. You go. To me, what does that sound like? Sit, here's a treat. Shake, here's a treat. Roll over, here's a treat. So fear is this thing that creates a crutch. And the unfortunate thing is that when there's fear and there's a crutch, you know what? There's control. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I see and the thing that I feel with all this fear is that we are giving up our control. 
Mm-hmm. We are absolutely all giving up our control. And at the end of the day, when you look at it, um, I don't know if I set good with that, man. I yeah. don't know if I good with that. It's like, it's like what we said the other day, right? Is the only thing that really ultimately we ultimately have control of, over is that soul, right? And, and that's almost what, whatever you want to point the finger at is after is that soul. And then ultimately with the right control of yourself, with the right faith, with the right power within you, you ultimately own that control no matter what, which I would love to hear you share some things about as well, because for the journey that you're on and have been sharing, you ultimately share with people what you have control over and what you have control over is your breath, is your mind, is what you do day to day, is what you focus on, right? So yes. I think that'd be very important for people to hear and, and shed some light on that is how, you know, because a lot of people are always like, oh, well, well, how do I start? Or it's too difficult or, you know, I can't really control what I focus on. So share a little bit about what you've been doing during this time. I've seen a lot of your videos and obviously with our conversations, we share different tactics, but I think you have a good routine in what you do. Um, and you even were helping me during a time, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So I'd love for you to kind of share a little bit about that as well. Absolutely. So the framework I just talked about, um, let's just hypothetically say that that's what people are feeling, right? So when this whole thing happened, it was kind of like a shock. Oh my God. Right. A shock to the system. And so I say when life shocks you, shock it back. I say, I'm not going to play that game of fear. I say that this house is built upon a rock and it rock starts with the minute I wake up in the morning. You know what? 86% of us. Oh, I'm looking at my phone right now. Give me one second. You're going to love this. This is Parrington 101 here. Jagger. Dude, I see you. You better get back upstairs right now. (laughs) Jagger. Dude. I'm not kidding, bro. Go. He's not going to listen anyway. All right. So here we go. Um, Control. Yeah. Nine-year-old. Nine-year-old sneaking downstairs. Um, So I say, you know what? It doesn't matter what the narrative is outside. It doesn't matter what's going on. I'm not going to play that game. And this is where my game begins. Wake up in the morning, 86% of us. First thing we do is we grab our phones to see what's going on. That means we start the day off thinking someone else's thoughts. So first thing I do is I sit up, get a little movement in my neck and my body, sit up, put my feet on the floor, and I give gratitude. And I say thank you. And nine out of ten times, it's thank you for my wife. And eight out of ten times, it's uh, thank you for my wife and son because he typically sneaks into bed, right? Mm-hmm. And so I give my gratitude just for whatever it is in that moment. I head downstairs and for the next, you know, anywhere 30 minutes an hour, it's breath work and meditation. And then part of my morning routine is, as you know, it's a cold plunge, right? And we're going to kind of pause and talk about that a little bit because, again, the scenario that I painted before, a lot of people are feeling that. And, again, it's kind of that grasp for air. It's like <gasps> when things go or when you get in that cold water, you want to just be like, <gasps> and if you have that control and that control starts with breath, and when you can sit into that water and you can be like, 
Well, then whenever whatever this thing is hits, then you can be like, and now you dissipate that fear. Now you can lead out of love. Now you can come from a clear space or clear space. So for me, that cold is really great therapy. Right. It's therapy on the body. We won't really talk about that stuff. We'll talk about more of the mental and the spiritual aspect of it. <clears throat> the mental piece is just flat out discipline. It's me against the ice. Right. It's me against the cold. And <clears throat> that spiritual piece of it, you know, the word spiritual is rooted in a uh, Latin word that means breath. Excuse me. <clears throat> so the spiritual aspect of it is there. In the breath, when you can sit and you can discipline the body, but you can still the spirit, right? You get all kinds of great healing. When you can disconnect, actually not. When you can go beyond the body and go beyond the mind, right? Because the body's still there. You better believe it. The freaking ice, cold water still stings. Mm -hmm. You still feel it. You just choose to not respond to it. And when you can go beyond body, beyond mind, and get to that level, that's when you know you're flexing those spiritual muscles. That's when you know you're just really getting into the nitty-gritty of it, right? So that in itself, I love that exercise. And then, you know, the other part of my routine is the physical piece of it, right? Um, because I look at this body as the car, the hair, the ring, the tattoos, the beard, right, or the earrings, whatever, just like a tint or, you know, new wheels or a new paint job. Um, I get in a sports car. I feel great, right? I get in a truck. Mm -hmm. I feel a little bit different. I don't feel as slick. I don't feel, but guess what? It's still me, the same driver. Well, I just know that I'm the driver of this vehicle. And so, you know, we always say that the body is the mind, but we forget that the mind is the emotion, right? And the emotion is the energy. So at the end of the day, if we can get the energy and the emotions aligned to the mind and the body, and we're all going in this direction, then guess what? We get to create our reality. And you can bring on any crisis, any pandemic, any anything. You guys have fun playing that game. I'm mm-hmm. going to play my own fucking game. Yeah, I like how I you recognize put it. that home's on the inside. Yeah, I like how you put it in comparison <clears throat> to a vehicle in, in the sense that not just how some people say, oh, it's like putting gasoline into a, a nicer car, right? But it's actually the accessories that you're adding to the car. Like you said, the wheels, the tent, that feeling that you get just being in that, you know, because that's really what, why we have anything that we perceive as nice or what we perceive is that what we enjoy, right? Because it creates that feeling. So that's what's interesting to me is that, you know, we have like the spectrum of choice. And like you said, that, that ice bath, almost puts that spectrum right in front of your eyes because right in that very breath, you almost have a choice to hold on to that breath and gasp or release and let go and, you know, get prepared to, to concentrate. Yes. And, and like you've mentioned before, it's okay to initially have that, you know, gasp It's natural, but at some point you have to let it go or else you're sitting there, your muscles clench up, your mind starts clenching up you, you know, you start focusing on the negative of that experience instead of looking at the positive or just looking at the fact that, Hey, this is just cold water. You're not dying. You're not submerged. Nothing's going to happen. It's just that refocus 
of what you're actually concentrating on um, that I think that a lot of people, um, that's, that's the hard part, right? Because a lot of what we go through is that self-talk, you know, what we experience and what we tell ourselves every day, like 90% of it is the same shit we told ourselves the day before. Yeah, so, it's a story. Right. And then we keep telling these stories. I, you know, I used to catch myself doing it all the time, you know, with obsessive compulsive. I start telling these stories and then an hour later, I'm like, damn, I'm like 10 chapters into the book. And I'm like, this, this thing's not even real, you know, and you're sitting there thinking about the story that you've just worked up. And next thing you know, there's that mind body connection and you've just sent your body into this state of tense, you know, just dense negative energy because of what you've been playing on repeat. And then that, you know, basically, you know, trickles down into your subconscious and Next thing you know, you're running on autopilot of these negative thoughts, negative thoughts, negative thoughts because of what you sat there and told yourself. So, you know, that's the intriguing thing to me is that, you know, connecting that mind, the body and that spirit, having that all aligned in alignment. That's why I enjoy the word alignment so much, because it's like, you know, a reference to the car. When you feel your car out of alignment, you can feel that. And I think the universe is constantly giving us signs and clues when we're out of alignment. Yeah. I mean, that's called discomfort, right? Mm-hmm. It's simply yeah. when our inner being is out of line with our outer being, right? The ego wants this and the soul wants simply love. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. So every, every action is based in love or fear. And I've asked you this before, right? Yeah. Um, now here we are in front of God in the world and I'll be a hundred percent, um, transparent i'm not immune from it as well so i do the same shit that i call you on right yep. and i you know i get up all in my head as well and i have to take you know i have to take time i have to take time and go okay wait a second d where's this coming from is this love or fear oh which definitely not love okay let's go back right and yeah, then I still end up saying stupid shit to people and I still piss people off and I still have arguments with my wife and this and that and the other. But here's the thing, because I recognize where the shadow is and I can go back and dissolve and get some healing, right? Or a mm-hmm. lot of healing from it. The beauty of it is that I don't suffer tomorrow. And that's where we mess well. That's where we choose discomfort as humans is that we mm-hmm. feed it, you know? We feed it and feed it and feed it and we carry it and we carry it and we carry it. And that energy just builds and builds and builds. And over time, you know, especially here in men, you know, we hit that my age. Right. And it's like, oh, my gosh, midlife crisis. Well, no shit. You know, you've been stuffing shit away and you've been carrying other rules and beliefs that are not yours. So now you wake up and you're like, wait a second. Am I really Mm -hmm. me? Right. Yeah, it's a scary feeling, man. And I think especially for men, right, it's, it's something that, you know, I think both men and women, we all have our masks. But for men, there's always that sense of, you know, you hear the word ego thrown around a lot. And, you know, <laughs> you and I talked a lot about that recently. And it it's something that a lot of people want to completely do away with. But it's more a sense of going back again to that key word control. The only thing that we have control over is ourselves. To it, even to a degree, right? So the only thing we can really look at is where are we balancing that at? Because you need both the dark and the light. And I think so many people get stuck on, oh, I've got to go through ego death and I've got to 
overcome this and crush this. But again, I think that almost swings the pendulum into another extreme and another negative because you're so focused on getting rid of something that it almost brings it in more. You know, it's like saying, don't oh, think yeah. about a pink elephant. First thing you do is think about a pink elephant because you just told your mind not to think about a pink elephant. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. Hold that for one second, please. I got to do the dad thing again because dude's literally decided that he's just going to sleep on the couch there. Em, Jagger, you need to go upstairs, please. Well, you're going to lose your laptop then. Why? Because I need you to go upstairs to your bedroom. I'm going to count to five and you're going to lose your laptop. And I don't want to have this conversation again. Because I need you, you need to go fall asleep in your bed. One, two, I love you, Bob. I need to hear the footsteps on the stairs. He's not going to go upstairs. I don't even know why I wasted my time. He's going to come right. I haven't got quite to that point yet. Mine's still five months old, so I'm just dealing with bottles kicking and oh. shitty diapers so Jeez. this yeah. this is good practice to observe oh man <laughs> well don't take any pointers from me because I, I don't win any parenting awards trust me because that is just going to backfire to be back in five minutes but give me the anchor back to the question again because i wanted to i wanted to go somewhere where i didn't really want him to be part so of basically it. talking about the ego and and how so many are wrapped around wanting to crush oh, yes. that here's the thing dude you fucking need ego. Listen, if I'm walking through a dark alley and some dude that looks like you jumps out and freaking has a knife or a gun and says, hey, give me all of your shit. I'm going to kill you. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all my shit. This shit's replaceable, right? That's not a big deal. But if it comes down to it and my family's in danger, motherfucker, I'm going home. Mm -hmm. Mama bear and baby bear are going home. Now, I love you. I love you. Absolutely, I love you. But I also recognize that ego is in charge and you're coming from a place of fear. You probably didn't wake up this morning and go, hey, I want to go hold someone up in an alley. So I, I feel you, man, and I absolutely love you, but I'm going home. You need a little ego in there, mm -hmm. right? And here's the reality of it. Ego is kind of fun sometimes, man, right? Listen, I signed up for this experience to have an experience. I want to live it. I want to love it. I want to have fun while I'm here. That's why I am here to experience this human thing in this big spinning rock that we're hanging out on. Mm -hmm. Right. I want a little ego. So guess what? You know what? The nights in Vegas at the strip club with the Coke. I'm not ashamed of that. That was fun. I'm probably not going to go out and do it again anymore. Not my thing. But guess what? I don't want to get rid of Ego. Ego's kind of a cool dude. He's that wild and crazy friend that everyone wants to have. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, now is Ego, is it being fed steak and potato or is it being fed salad? Because I want to keep that Ego nice and healthy for when I really need it. Mm -hmm. But I also want to keep it nice and lean. Right? So mm -hmm. I don't, I say, don't bury the Ego. Don't kill the Ego. Befriend the Ego. Yeah. Matter of fact, there is no separation. <laughs> right? There is no separation. You are ego. I am ego. You're egotistical, darling. Well, thank you very much. Welcome to the game. 
right? Yeah. Now the flip side of it is, you know, because I contemplated with that a whole lot too on the on the, the far side of the spiritual level. Of, oh my gosh, they got to be separated. I don't have an ego. Well, that in itself is a freaking ego, right? So you released one attachment, so only traded in for another. Mm-hmm. And here's the secret: I don't think you'll ever release up all the attachments. So just fucking have fun. And if you're not hurting yourself, you're not hurting anyone. Have fun. That's what we're here for. I don't yeah. know, but no, darling, we're here to suffer in this lifetime so that we can go beyond and get a reward. Fuck the reward. The reward is now. Mm-hmm. So guess what? If that means I have an ego, then so be it. Yeah, the simple fact of being here. Right? Yeah, the simple fact of being dialing and being this, that's ego in itself. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of it, so might as well, if you can't beat them, join them. Right? Yeah. You just have a, that healthy relationship with ego. And I say, you know what? I might be a dick right now. And guess what? Maybe that's just what my soul needs to teach me a lesson. I'm not going to judge it. Because in the very next breath, I can go back to an angel. Mm-hmm. And if I can live in that duality, right? And, and I don't know all the spiritual terms and shit, but it's a yin and a yang. It's the duality. It's the, right? It's, it's one. Like, there is no good side and bad side of you. It's all one. It's all great. Yeah. That's that's what's interesting about, you know, the spiritual, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess, community, right? Because now you're starting to see, you know, a lot of awakening and a lot of change and transformation like that should be happening constantly all day, every day. You know, you're starting to see a draw towards that. And it's almost like there's so many rules and expectations and just things that people are putting in place that aren't necessarily there. It's almost like creating these own illusions. You're creating even more stress where I like how you put it. Like it's, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to be in balance and have that ego in check to the point where it's not starving, but it's not sitting there, you know, eating a buffet and and having as it will. Right. So I think that's a really good thing to point out because so many people like, again, in the, in the spiritual community, ego death is such a common term that you hear especially with psychedelics that people want to experience. But then within itself, like you mentioned, that is you. So what are you, are you basically saying that you want to see yourself end or a part of yourself die? Cause we're constantly dying and living and dying and living, going through this cycle constantly. And so through that evolution, it's still you, like you said, there's no, there's no separation. There's no line in the sand. There's no border to cross to go visit the other part of you. Each part that we perceive to be parts is us. And so that's, what's interesting about the whole, you know, spiritual journey and a lot of things that are happening. Now you see all these terms and rules and gurus coming out of the woodworks now, basically giving people advice, which almost kind of is more negative than, than finding it for yourself. And that's something you speak a lot on too, is going within and finding your answers on your own, that nobody can give you that you know, themselves. So I'd love to hear you elaborate a little bit on that. Absolutely. Um, You know, think about the rules that you live by. Rules for money, rules for the way you look, rules for, you know, how you live. You know, I live modest, right? For a long time, I'm like, man, I live well below my means. You know why? Because I'm prepared, right? 
No. No, no, no. You're coming out of scarcity. You're coming out of scarcity. Oh, oh, shit. Amateur, right? Amateur. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Bring me back. Scarcity. Scarcity. Now, before that, what was the question? Uh, basically, sitting there saying that you're trying to... Uh... Damn. <laughs> now you're fucking me up. <laughs> All right, uh, next question. I messed up by kicking it over here. Oh, basically saying because we, we were looking at like going within and finding your yeah, own yeah, answers. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, we, we, we all have these rules. And again, it's back to the scarcity thing. It's like, where did that scarcity thing come from? Like, I make a fucking lot of money. I shouldn't have that scarcity mindset, right? And so, you know, whose rules are we living? And so I just started to, to dissect those and go, well, that doesn't really serve me. That doesn't really serve me. And so one of the things I ask myself every day is, you know, how do I know my rules and my beliefs are my own? And so, you know what? I figure what serves me, you know, I'm guilty of this. I told you from the beginning of our friendship, right? I was like, look, bro. Yeah, you're a cool dude. I want to be friends, but just, just to let you know, I'm not a good friend, right? Like I don't return texts um, in a timely manner. Sometimes I'll literally look at the phone and be like, yeah, nope, right? And, and I'm just setting the expectations, right? And I'm like, but guess what? I'm, I'm letting you know these are the rules that I live by because mm-hmm. you know what? Society's rule says if I text you, I know I can get to you real quick because if you're talking to someone else, you're doing something, I know you respond. So I expect your expectation, typical expectation, right? Expectation is if I call you, you're going to call me back. I'm just like, look, bro, this is just how I roll. So I'm making my rules. I'm living by my rules. And guess what? Now it saves the conversation of maybe if I absolutely forget and I don't call you back till tomorrow, you now know, hey, this is just Dylan's MO. So guess what? It saves us the conversation of, Motherfucker, why do you call me, man? Damn, bro, blah, blah, blah. What, you don't love me? Right, because we have that in place. And so for me, that rule serves me. Mm -hmm. To the outside, it might be a dick move, but guess what? It serves me. And if I can come home at the end of the day and have more love in my tank for my people and my crew, because listen, right? You, You have a team at home. If mama ain't happy, daddy ain't happy. And guess what? We got to listen to it, right? And then we ain't happy. So I say, if I make the rules that serve me and helps me to create my happiness, yeah, I'm filling up my love tank, mom and baby's love tank, but then guess what? Then I really have true love to give to you as my boy. In my crazy mind, that's how it works. Now, listen, none of this I'm preaching is is right or wrong. It's just my right, Mm -hmm. right? And so for me, it's just, I look at rules in society. I look at rules of, you know, how I do my job. I look at rules as, you know, again, anything that's not going to break moral code or law, written law, right? I'm going to challenge it. And I'm going to go, does this serve me to my highest? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then I'm going to rewrite the rules to serve me. And I think what it does, I know what it does, is that it gives me just a different perspective on life, mm-hmm. right? And it's not a I see problems or I see solutions where you see problems. Listen, I'm not above or below. I'm just the same. We are all one, man, right? Like we're all the same beaming love and light from source. But we also chose this little avatar that we're playing here. So guess what? There is separation. And this is what we're playing with right now. Listen, we can play that oneness bullshit when we're in spirit realm, right? But right now, 
you are you in North Carolina, yeah. right? And I'm me here in Wisconsin. Listen, yeah, we're one, bro, but we're not. So this is the game that we're playing, right? And I go, I'm going to maximize this game, and I'm going to live it by my rules. And if I live it by my rules, and I get to dictate the reality. I get to dictate the experience. And so for me, just for me, it serves me well. It makes me happy. Guess what? I have less arguments with my wife, right? Um, when my son comes down at 9 o'clock at night and he's supposed to be asleep, Two hours ago, I'm not yelling and screaming at him and pissed off at the world, right? Because my rule says, listen, the dude is nine years old. He's going to be fucking sneaky. You know what? It's, it's Times are a little crazy right now. It affects his psyche, so his sleep patterns are off. Yeah, dad is downstairs with a light on him and a camera and some headphones, and I want to go see what's going on. So mm-hmm. you know what? Then he just sleeps in a little bit tomorrow morning. Some people may call that bad parenting. I call it my rules, my happiness. Mm -hmm. So I say, man, you know, to me, that's how you dissipate a lot of the fear. That's how you dissipate a lot of the anxieties. You just literally create the rules that serve you best. And that gives you the satisfaction that you want, because really that's all we want is we want love, happiness, satisfaction, right? And if you can create that from within, then it doesn't matter what's going on, right? Um, You know, I think it's, um, what's the dude's name? Dispenza. Oh, Joe um, Dispenza. Yeah. You know, he talks about, I love the way he talks about, uh, you know, the law of cause and effect, right? There's laws of gravity, always going to go down, right? Cause and effect. I pinch you, you go out. He says, go out and then make you pinch me. So instead of, you know, the cause out here having an effect here, why don't I create the cause here mm-hmm. and create the effect out here? And that's the route that I've chosen to go, man. Yeah. So you, you bring up a lot to unravel in that. So I think a good part to start too is, is number one, like you mentioned the rules. So a lot of us or a lot of people, um, you know, they live, people live by rules that were set, not intended for them. And I think we're seeing that now, right? We're seeing that through this pandemic, whatever you want to call it, that all these rules are, they don't serve you, you know, they don't serve you. So, so many people have these expectations, which is my next point that you brought up is expectations that, oh, you know, the government's supposed to be taking care of me or, oh, this law is supposed to be protecting me or, oh, this group or community is supposed to be serving me. No, because, you know, a lot of times we have it all backwards because we're looking outwards, expecting all these things. Oh, he should have texted me back. I texted him. Oh, you know, I, I, I gave her a call and she never called me back. And it's that where we set our own selves up for, you know, our own issues. And I create, I think it creates more anxiety and depression within ourselves because it goes back to these narratives and stories that we're telling ourselves, Oh, this is how it should be done. Or this is how I expect it to be done. <laughs> Because I, you know, I, I tell people all the time is that I have intentions and no expectations. And yeah. that's just how, you know, that's one of the rules, as you as you call it, that I've created for myself is that because when we start setting our expectations too high, which I used to do a lot of, yeah. uh, we start setting our own selves up for disappointment and depression and anxiety and angst and wonder when really, if we know that we've gone in with the purest of intention and no hey, this is what I'm going to bring to the table. I don't really expect anything. 
And then if that it gets exceeded, then, hey, great, that's awesome. Um, but I think that's an issue a lot of people run into is trying to set up these expectations for folks and really trying to say, hey, this is how it should be done instead of looking at themselves and say, hey, this is how I want it to be done for me. And this is how I'm going to operate. So I think that's a really good point um, that you made and, and brought up. And, you know, even to the parenting, right? Like, like you said, most people are going to sit there and say, oh, this, oh, that. Everybody has their opinion. Like everybody has their opinion on what's going on now in the world. A million and one different opinions. And so I think that all that matters is, yes, there is a collective truth, but it matters what is true to yourself and what you look at and perceive and what serves you best. Because as you mentioned with family, you can't go out and please mom or son or daughter or aunt or grandma or whoever, unless you are happy. You know, we've talked about that, man, for hours that, you know, even with me, I, I, I lived the first 20 some years of my life just unhappy because I didn't put Lee first. I was so concerned about what everybody else was doing. I was so concerned about pleasing everyone else or trying to fit in that, you know, I wasn't showing my own self love. And that goes back to the point of the ego saying, Hey, there's got to be a balance that you love yourself enough that you take pride and do have, you know, your chest held up high in the sense that you know who you are, you know what you're about, you know what you represent. And as you mentioned, you know, your moral code and which I think is very important because, you know, there's universal laws and religions and different things to kind of give us, you know, a path. But at the end of the day, we have to hold ourselves accountable for what we truly believe. And belief is a very strong force. Um, And we we ultimately get to choose what we perceive and what we believe and what comes into our reality. So I think that was. um I think that was really something important for people to hear. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you were talking about too, you know, not just setting rules or expectations, but just being okay with how people may come off and, and, and perceive that. I think so many people get lost in like, Oh, this is how I should be. And goes back to that mask. Right. Or this is, Oh, this is how I should be presented at work or, Oh, this is, what I think this person should think about me. And I think, you know, way too often we get way lost in that, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Way, way too often, man. And you know, it's, it's really hard to explain it, but you know, it's not, it's not one of those like, fuck you attitudes. Like I don't fucking care what you think about me, but it's, I don't fucking care what you think about me. Right. But I love you, bro. It's like, you know, you do you, um, you know, at the end of the day, again, if I'm here to have fun and to play and to just enjoy this dance that is, like, I'm just going to do me. And you know what? I've worn the mask and <clears throat> I've conformed. And it paid. It paid off well. And on paper, it was beautiful. And you know what? I could have stopped right then and I would have been happy. But for whatever reason, I was daring enough to just kind of, you know, go check out what the other side looked like. And what I found is this is way more fun, man. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Those fucking little green pieces of paper, they just magically show up. Magically show up. Literally out of thin fucking air. They just show up. Mm-hmm. And so I know that the more fun that I have, man, and then if I can apply a little, you know, work to that fun, you know, and in my world, sometimes that's 10 hours a day. Sometimes that's 12 hours a day. 
you know how hard I've been able, you know, I've been to get a hold of in the last couple of weeks. But then you also know that there are weeks when it's like, dude, are you, are you serious? You're sitting out back in the hammock again, right? And so for me, I just enjoy the flows. I don't judge it, right? If there's no business coming in, guess what? I'm just hanging out and meditating, motherfucker. I'm just chilling. I'm just relaxing. I'm having fun. And when there's business coming in, I'm working. And so if I don't judge it, guess what? I know that there's always a cycle coming, right? And when there's nothing coming or there's, you know, nothing happening, I'm just like, okay, what am I dissolving here? What am I working on? And then boom, when I have that little bit of a breakthrough, guess what? Starts coming in. It just starts coming in. So for me, it's, it's just have fun, have fun, have fun. And removing the mask has allowed me to do that. It has allowed me to play with the tint on the vehicle, change the wheels, change the color, right? It's, um, it's way more fun driving a custom vehicle, right? Than a plain old stock off the lot. Yeah. When was your when was your aha moment? I don't think I've ever asked you this, but when did you start realizing a shift was needed in your life? Man, I you know it came in phases, and I think the one that uh, I think the one that really always sticks out. Hang on a second. <clears throat> now this this can also be ego speaking here because. I think it's just a story that I've honed in on enough and that uh, it could, you know, it could be a rehearsal mechanism, if you will. But, you know, I, I think everyone's always, that's the thing. That's the thing, right? Everyone always wants, everyone thinks there's got to be an aha moment. Mm. Like, what was your aha moment? When did you know? Like, what if I fucking knew all along? What if I knew all along? And what if I just was, you know, allowing the resistance to dissolve along the way? Hmm. along the way and then you know what or you think and maybe your higher like has got bigger well, go ahead your higher self or you had a previous plan that maybe you reincarnated with that already was outlined that you had to go through those certain things and it was slowly dissolving in that sense. yeah 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 and, and maybe it was because again you know it's like again and i'll tell you the story but like for me it's i had to think about that story and i think of that and i think if it's a real aha moment you you never have to go searching and finding and looking for it and so the story I tell when people ask me about that is, you know, it's, it's my wife and I arguing in the kitchen and my son, and this is what, three, three and a half, maybe four years ago. And so my son is sitting there and I look over as I'm yelling and I see his eyes just kind of, you know, watering up. And, you know, I was like, man, if I don't chill right now, then that's going to be me in, you know, in 40 years. Right. And man, I don't want him to have to go through this. So I just, I need to chill. Right. But here's the thing. I don't even know that's exactly how it happened, man. Mm. Because, because I had to search and think for it. And the way I tell the story is I went upstairs and, you know, I kind of had a little come to Jesus with myself. And, and again, I don't remember the details of it, but the story just gets better and better every time I tell it. Because it's just this, this thing that we do as humans, right? The more we do things, the better we get at it. And so it's, that's why I say, I don't, I don't even know that the, the story is not ego in itself. Hmm. But, you know, it, and that, and again, so you want an aha moment. That was an aha moment for me when you asked me the question, because I don't think I've ever been in a vibe with someone like you asking that question. Hmm. Typically, I think it's been a, a much different, a much bigger delta in frequency, right? Yeah. And so maybe it's just this connection. And I go, 
that's society's rule. Everyone, because everyone goes, what's the aha moment? And so me, it, I, that is a, that is an actual, that is an ego answer, man, because it's mm-hmm. me thinking, looking for it. So I yeah, don't so- know that really there was an aha, man. I think it just kind of gradually unfolded for me. Yeah, it's something I've been thinking about because somebody, you know, I heard, I heard somebody talking about it the other day, just, you know, I was a part of a conversation they were talking about with somebody else and they were kind of, they were talking about like their spiritual awakening. Right. And they, they pinpointed it to one exact moment. And, you know, I, I resonate with what you said because, you know, even from the, the time I can first remember my memories about myself, there was always just this feeling that, you know, you knew there was more. Yes. That's the only thing I can ever say about it, you know, and, and, you know, people always ask me and like, well, how, you know, well, what did you do to get where you are? Like men or something like that, right? Like, where'd you get, what'd you do to get where you are mentally? Or how did you overcome, you know, the obsessive compulsive? That's the one I hear a lot of all the time and similar to what it was your aha moment. So that's why I asked, because when people ask me like, what, how did you overcome quote unquote OCD? You know, I don't, there, there never was that moment. There never was that um, specific time. And there never was that, that story that I could pinpoint because it's always ongoing. It still is me. That is it. Yeah. It still is me, but there's been phases and that's, what's hard. You know, when somebody is starting to go on a path of, you know, self-discovery, and I even remember it for myself, you know, trying to talk to different mentors and family and other like maybe like folks that were into esoteric stuff or spiritual shit or whatever it may be. I was like, well, what do I research or where do I start or what can I look up or read or watch? And again, you know, it, it just goes back to like you've been doing it your whole life, you know, and so having that experience and just being who you are within itself. It's almost, I always kind of tell people like, it's just who you are. It's almost like our higher selves kind of, you know, or ourself before we reincarnate. Cause our higher self still is us, I think, but it's almost like we leave ourselves these breadcrumbs. And the biggest thing is just trusting yourself. And once you start to trust yourself, you know that you're going to figure out what it is to come. Like you said, even with money, irregardless of what happens or what, you know, major life moment. Cause there's no way, you know, you, you can think of 10 different experiences that may have caused, you know, everything's the butterfly effect. If, if this one thing wouldn't happen, that one, that wouldn't have happened. That one led you here. So yeah, I, I definitely resonate with that for sure. Yeah, definitely. So what do you, um, what do you think for people that are feeling, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better term, a little lost, what would be, you know, your recommendation for folks? Cause again, playing devil's advocate a little bit, you know, we can, we can tell people to go within and to look within. And, um, that's almost like telling somebody that's depressed to stop being depressed, right. Or stop right. thinking about what they're thinking about. What, what has been your advice to folks that kind of see where you're at and hear what you're talking about and say, Hey, Dylan, how can I, you know, where can I start? How can I get to know, you know, on this path, what has been some of your advice for people you think? Um, I, you know, I love the AA framework, you know, first of all, admit you have a problem and, and that sounds harsh and drastic, right? But, you know, you say you're searching, you're just so 
have you spoken out loud what it is that you're not mm-hmm. satisfied with, right? So identify what you're not happy with, identify where the discomfort is, only to identify where you want to be. So now that you've identified it, let it go. We're going to work on that. Now go focus, just shift to focus and go, okay, where do I want to be? And that thing is called vision, right? Then you apply some clarity to it. So you get really clear on it. So you say, okay, listen, you know what? Damn it. Why am I always pissed? And my wife and I are always arguing. Okay, good. I'm angry. Say it. Admit it to yourself. Because guess what? Most angry people say, I'm not angry. Mm-hmm. You know, Dude, you're a dick. I'm not a dick. So admit it. That's the first thing. And guess what? You don't need witnesses. You don't, uh, you don't need a stage for it. You can literally just go to the bathroom, look yourself in the mirror, and just say, I'm angry. And I don't like it. All right. There's a start. Admit that you had a quote-unquote problem or an issue, mm-hmm. or however you want to label it, right? And from there, then you simply look at the other side of the coin. Where do I want to be? And then the more that you focus on that, and hey, listen, discipline is the mother of anything. Before there's commitment, there's discipline. So now you really want to just get tactical. Okay, I'm angry. I don't want to be angry anymore. Pretty simple. Now literally just set an alarm in your phone four times a day that says, I don't want to be angry anymore. So now you're consciously seeing it. Right. And now it's becoming a part of your dialogue. I'm not angry anymore. I'm not angry anymore. Oh, maybe what if it this? Maybe it feels better to say instead of I'm not angry anymore. I'm happy. Now we put that in the phone and go, oh, I'm happy. Now that you've built a cadence and a habit, just switch to words because you and I both know that words have power. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I'm happy four times a day. Do that for seven days and then call me and tell me if your life doesn't feel a bit better. So it's that simple. Self-development is not hard, right? Going down a path to discovering who you are is not hard. It just takes a simple little bit of discipline. Identify what you want to change. Look at the other side of the coin to see what the other side looks like when you get there. And then just create the habit of that vision. And then that vision gets clearer and clearer and clearer. And when that vision is so clear, then you don't have to set an alarm to get out of bed. Then you don't have to go hunting for knowledge. You know, I'm, again, one of the rules of friendship that I told you I had is that, hey, Lee, I love you. You can send me recommendations for books, links, podcasts, all the shit. I love you, bro. But just to let you know, I'm not going to read it, right? I still want you to watch Cloud Atlas. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, right? <laughs> but here's what I found. And, and listen, I know that the things that I want to read, I'm going to be pulled to. It's going to come to me. I'm not, it's not going to be forced, right? But I also know that everything that you and I need to know is already here, man. And if I just tune in, the answers will come, right? The answers will come. And guess what? If they don't come, they'll point me to the right person that can get me the answer. Mm-hmm. It's like so, the dragon chasing its yeah, tail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love that image because, <clears throat> you know, I think that's where we get lost the most is that, Again, everything, because don't get me wrong, mentors have been great, books have been great, videos have been great, but it's always led to something that we, you know, know. our intuition or something we felt all along, you know, or else it wouldn't have resonated with you. Yes. When you watch that video or read that book, it wouldn't feel like some form of truth if it wasn't already truth to you. Exactly. 
So speaking of aha moments, that's probably been a biggest one in the last, you know, year or so for me. Um, even though I still enjoy those things just because I love just going down the rabbit hole and I probably go there too much, but the biggest aha for me, you know, was, was that, you know, and, and still, and, and again, being transparent as well, I still struggle with that because you want to go out and, and read and watch and, and feel like you need to take in more and more and more when sometimes, and, and probably this, this whole pause has taught me the most is that the silence is, is where the, the, the harmony is. The silence is where the orchestra is taking place because it's just, that's where you hear the most is when it's silent, even in conversation. You know, I, I always knew for a long period of my life, I was, I tended, tended to be, I like to be introverted. I like to have my me time. What I also realized through this is that I, I forced myself a lot. Or I used to force myself a lot to be extroverted or to perform, to be on stage and wear that mask and, and say what, you know, you think should be said, even with this podcast, right? Look, look, I'm probably not even going to edit this thing. I was thinking earlier, I'm like, damn, you know, I wonder if I should cut out this piece. You know what? I probably won't. <laughs> Chances are, you know, I'm taking another level. Hell, I think our microphones are probably hooked up differently based off what, what I'm watching here with, with the signal sometimes. I'm, I'll probably spend two seconds editing it, throw it up there. And that's, that's just what's, that's, what's raw and real, you know, and you can't, you can't, you can't fake that, you know, you hear a lot of people now, especially, you know, like we see on LinkedIn or in the corporate world talk about authenticity. Oh, geez. And, that's another buzzword, man. <laughs> that's become right. such a popular word, but it's becoming something that, again, is another mask. And I'd love to hear you go go on that a little bit, because I know that's something we've talked about before, too, as well. Um, you know, people throw out these corporate, you know, corporate buzzwords like authenticity, authenticity or culture or, you know, you know, all these things that people say that's an illusion to be real, but you can just sense that energy that it's not. Oh, dude. So over the course of the next 12 to 24 months, mark my word, help self-help industries and $9.9 billion industry. And my guess is that COVID is a good it's a good boost to that. And that's going to go up because people are going to be looking for help. Right. And mm-hmm. gurus are going to show up, man, or they're going to show up and, and guess what? The hustling grinders of yesterday, they're going to be like, Oh, you know what? COVID has taught me. It has taught me to heal my traumas and I've gone within mm-hmm. and I've healed and I've let go. And I'm all about being transparent and authentic now. And you should, you should buy my shit because I'm authentic. Okay. There's going to be a lot of money made on that. Trust me. Mark my mm-hmm. word. I am yeah. not a futurist. I don't have a crystal ball, but I'm a fucking wizard. And I see the future. And that's the truth for me. That's a little ego fun, right? But the reality is, is that, you know what? It has become a buzzword. And you know what? There are people out there that are really good at making money. There are organizations that are really good at hyping their people so that they can make money. You know, you and I joke about, you know, cults, right? And uh, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but think about cultures and corporate. They're the biggest fucking cults because guess what? You know how I say, hey, let's just call it what it is. You know how I say I want to build a cult because I just really want to have a group of friends that just do what I say and you know do what I do, what I want to yeah. do, when I want to do it, right? That's really why I want a cult, just so I can be a dick. But think about it, man. Corporate culture. 
Isn't that what it is? Oh, we have this amazing culture, guys. No, you basically do what I say or you're going to get written up or fired. You think how I want you to think or you're going to get written up or fired. But we'll put some fucking ping pong tables in the break room for you and give you mm-hmm. free Coca-Cola and donuts every day. Right? Think about that, man. Yeah. So why, not, why, why, not, why not say, dude, I want to start a cult? Yeah. Right? And that's why the thing, you know, how I led this off is that no matter what, whether you and I agree or disagree or, you know, whatever we ever talk about, it's at least you're up front. And a lot of people aren't up front about their intentions, right? And even things as simple as business, we all want to eat. We all want to feed our family. We all want to have nice shit. Why can't we just be honest in what we want and what we're willing to exchange? <laughs> you know, there doesn't have to be, like you said, I know you spent a long time in corporate sales and doing a lot of stuff there. Why do we have to play these little psychological tomfoolery games and try to pretend like we're smarter than the other person on the other end of the phone and keep them up there and, and overcome their objections and do all this shit and just be like, hey, you know, this is what we have. This is what I can offer. Right. And let's meet in the middle. You know, I, it, it's really one of those things. And that's what that's what pushed me away from corporate. Right. And, you know, almost you know, even working with my own mindset with, with money and how I associate with those things, because I got so fed up with it, you know, it almost like repelled me away from things. And that, you know, goes back to what we talked about, just finding that alignment. Cause for so long, I, I, I would try to force a square peg in a round hole and try to be in sales and, and, and do what everybody else was doing and have, you know, I, the last job I was at, I could have been made for the rest of my life. You know, I could have worked my way up the ladder. They told me, Lee, if you just shut up, and do what you're supposed to, you know, you'll move up. You'll be out of this position within a couple months. I, just, I couldn't do it. And that was, you know, that was a test. And I think well, we're testing a lot. We are. And, and, and here's the thing, you know, it's, it's to the authenticity thing. Authenticity is not pretty. Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Authenticity is not pretty. So when you look at the buzzword authenticity and look how pretty it's going to be packaged, and how caring it's going to be presented. Authenticity is honesty and kindness. Lee, you're a dick, but I love you, bro. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a second. Why do I think Lee's a dick? Oh, maybe I'm a dick. Oh, let me put this on pause for a second here and go back and reevaluate it, right? So if you're being truly authentic, you're being fully transparent, and then you recognize that any layer, oops. It's because we were at an hour. Oh, oh, oh. Where are you at? You still there? Oh, For those listening, our oh, Instagram yeah, okay. live went off and gotcha. so Dylan was trying to figure out what the hell happened. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. So, authenticity, right? It's not really. It's not really packaged pretty, man. And that's why I say, you know what? It's a buzzword to get people to, to basically buy tickets, right? And so, you know, what you were talking you know, we're talking about before, authenticity isn't something that you can fake, man. It's, it's who you are. It's sometimes you're going to say some shit that's not pretty. It's sometimes, you know what? Um, you're going to fuck up. That's authentic. That's raw. That's real. And you can't fake that, man. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, there's going to be a lot of wolves, if you will. Um, in the marketplace, you know, preaching authenticity and transparency. But, um, you know, 
I use those words a lot. So I think, I think the show is a perfect example of that, man. I, I, I know, I know so many podcast hosts that have, you know, if they hear a squeak in the background, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, you're, we got to restart the entire show. got to reschedule. Like, you know, it's so fake. The conversations are so fake that it's like, we can't really get to, you know, who, who are we really talking to on the other side? And that's what, you know, has always intrigued me. And, and what I've learned in in my short lifetime is because, you know, for a while I was too close of a book. Then I swung, you know, I've lived, I call my life the pendulum swing. If I ever am an Amazon best-selling author, that is going to be the name of my book. And so hopefully when I sell 10 copies, I can earn that title. Um, (laughs) so, but basically what I'm saying is with the pendulum swing, you know, we're, we're so caught up in all these extremes that why, you know, when are we just going to finally just drop the, the shit and just be ourselves and stop trying so hard to, you know, not try or trying so hard to try, you know, just, just be. And I think that's, you know, another, you know, what aha moment for me that's been in the last year or so is that the more, you know, and a lot of people would just call it flow. And I think that's where our conversations go the way they do. And just, you know, they, they go, um, even when I was kayaking the other day and I was just watching the water and just drifting with the river, it's just that flow, man. You got all these different water particles moving in different ways, affecting different things. And that you're just steering the the kayak. You're just steering the boat. But so many people are trying to row against the current or go this way or go that way. And, and, and ultimately trying to be something they aspire to be or be something they're not. When really, if you just be yourself as cliche as that sounds, ultimately everything works out. And that's kind of what's the crazy magic about that. And I know you've got some, uh, feelings on magic, even, you know, when we, uh, you mentioned earlier, we're just money, man. It just, once we start to, to change our focus and, and really know what we believe in, you know, we see magic right before our eyes. I love to say that reality is a lot stranger than fiction and it very much is. Dude, it, it absolutely is. Um, it's absolutely amazing how we have the ability to create whatever scape we want on this playground that is life, right? Um, dude, we can literally wake up every day and create the fucking playground that we want. And we say, you know what? I want a swing set over there. I want monkey bars over there. I want this over there. Like legitimately, like just try it. Pick something stupid and say, I want to do it. Like, I want to be on a magazine cover. And 24 hours later, you get the message, hey, you're going to be a magazine feature for the month of May. Like stupid shit like that, Lee. Yeah. Magic, dude. Life is magical. Like legitimately, the only thing that you have to do to create the magic is just remove the resistance of whatever it is. Right? So, you know, the magician, the wizard adds, right? The scientist mm-hmm. adds to the potion. But what you realize, it's not about what you add to the potion. It's what you take out. Mm. What you remove that doesn't serve you so that you can get to the pure thing that you are. And when you get to that pure thing that you are, guess what? Everything that you throw out there into the vortex, everything that you throw out there into the universe just starts coming to you. And then you just get silly with it. 
you know, no and then, people of course, are listening. They're, they're going to wonder, you know, how, how do you re- remove that resistance? What would you say would be how you've learned to remove resistance within yourself? You fucking put in the work every single day and you don't just sing Kumbaya around a fire pit, you know, once or twice a week and with your buddies on the weekend and you go to a summer camp or you go to a retreat. No, you do it every single day. Every single day you put in the work and you dig and you look and you find, right? And for me, that's through meditation. It's through breath work. Um, That's the thing that allows me to get out of the conscious mind and into the subconscious where I can do the work. But you just got to have the discipline. So many people say, oh, I do this. And my favorite is when people are like, oh, you, are you a yogi? I'm like, no. <laughs> right? Motherfucker, do I look like a yogi? Don't answer that. Right? <laughs> and so it's like, you know, oh, I used to do yoga. And man, it felt so good. But I stopped. And, you know, I, I want to get back. And I'm like, well, dude, if it felt so good, why the fuck did you stop? Like, you know. Like, I don't understand. People are so married to suffering. Like, they won't mm. get away from it. It's so alluring to them because they've had they've had that, or suffering has had that grasp on them for so long. Like, I laugh at that. I literally, I have this giant egotistical laugh about it when people say, oh, I did yoga and now I don't do it anymore. And I used to, well, why did you stop? Life is simple. Are you having fun? Keep doing it. Are you not having fun? Stop doing it. Right? Mm-hmm. And so... It's like if you got all these benefits out of it, then there's no way you would have stopped. Mm-hmm. None. So it's like, okay, so the first thing is just to have that discipline, man, just to go do it. And it's to just get still, get quiet. And it literally can be sit in the corner, close your eyes and ask, what do I need today? What do I need right now? And if you just get quiet long enough and you have the discipline to sit, the answers will come. And if you don't hear it, ask again and ask again and ask again. And guess what? All of a sudden, um, you know what? Somebody's going to recommend a book to you. Or all of a sudden, you're going to be flipping through TV and this, this show is going to be on. Or all of a sudden, an ad's going to pop up that you're going to clink on and you're going to find a video and a video and a video and a video. And that's the beginning of the magic. And the first so what thing about people move, that say they lack discipline? I'm curious to hear. People that lack discipline, ooh, man, that's a good one. I lack discipline. That's why I'm so disciplined. So don't give me that bullshit. That's what I say. I'm the most undisciplined person that I know. Lee, how many times have I told you I'm going to call you in in five minutes? Right. I'm not disciplined, man. That's why I'm so disciplined. So now you get to choose because here's the reality of things. Whether Whether you're willing to admit this or not, we all make choices now. The truth is, is that probably 90 plus percent of those choices are subconscious that we are not even aware of, right? So when you choose to go look at that 90% that's happening behind the covers, having the discipline to be disciplined to go look, dude, the only reason, the only reason I'm so disciplined, and I do stupid shit, man. Like I get on these crazy diets, you know me, I play with stupid, crazy workouts, I go sit in the in the freaking, you know, cold water. Dude, it's because I'm not disciplined, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it really is just that's, you know, that's where I buy into the guys. Now, you know, there's, again, the self-help industry is a big industry, right? And and there's that big machismo, like, 
get in your face and I'm a king, I'm a lion, I'm a beast, like those big masculine things. Well, guess what? Tap into that a little bit is what I say. I say, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm a little soft for you. So let me call my buddy Lee, who's going to be a little bit more in your face. Because sometimes we need a little kick in the balls. Yeah. And so, I think it's okay to admit that. And absolutely. I think that's just a sign of showing that you know yourself. You know, I mean, yeah, I needed it. I've been kicked in the face. I've been kicked in the butt. I've been kicked in the balls. I've been kicked everywhere. I'm stubborn, man. But guess what? I was just, you know, I, I was... I knew that I wasn't happy in the suffering that I was in. So I kept taking kick after kick after kick till the one that, you know, mm. till the one that, that shook me a little bit, the next one that shook me a little bit. And I still kick, I still take kicks today. I'm not immune from it because guess what? When I'm done, I'm going to be six feet under. So I'm still baking, baby. That That's where the secret sauce is though, is that feel like knowing, you know, knowing what you don't want, you know, I know we need, the big thing is to focus on what you do want, but experiencing what you don't want. You know, some people call it rock bottom. Like I, you know, even in my life, I look, I felt like I hit sort of a rock bottom, but you felt what you never wanted to feel again. And that creates whatever you want to call it, discipline, uh, work, uh, a journey, whatever that within itself, I think is what creates the, the passion to do something else to, to better yourself ultimately, or at least to get to know yourself, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you know, again, I think people, again, always want, you know, we're married to stories, right? So we always want some big dramatic story and there's this life changing moment. No, dude, sometimes the fucking wimp just gets tired of being kicked in the face and he goes and he hits a fucking gym and then mm-hmm. all, you know, and then it's not tomorrow. He wakes up and he beats the bully up. It's five, 10 years later. And guess right. what? By the time, by the time he gets to the point where he can beat the bully up, he doesn't want to beat the bully up anymore. Mm-hmm. So what about for the people that are listening, man, that want to take that next step? I know that you're doing a bunch of things and offering a lot of coaching services and guiding people a lot through their breath work and their meditation. Where can people find you? Um, what's the best way to contact you? Share that with the audience if you don't mind. Oh yeah, man. So you ready? How long do I have? I got a, I got a lot going on, so it's fun. Um, you know, we were live on Instagram, so you can find me on Instagram at Dylan D A Ali, all one word. Um, you know, LinkedIn, I have pretty good presence on Dylan Ali. Facebook, Dylan Ali. Website is dylanali.net. and uh, actually, I have a two day ninety session, ninety minute sessions per day. Um, webinar going on that's absolutely free next week and um, we're going to talk about how we dissolve the fear stress and anxiety and how we create new habits for whatever the new tomorrow looks like um, it should be a fun discussion and you know a lot of the things that we talked about today um, you know we'll take down we'll take and we'll break down the framework of it so you'll walk away with the how-to so for those folks that you know, you were talking about earlier that uh, maybe have scratched the surface or don't know how to start. Um, tell them to find me on social and register for that because they're going to get a lot of value out of it. Okay. Um, you know, and um, let's see, a couple other things. You'll find it on the social sites. A lot of fun stuff happening, but that's probably the most, you know, that's the most beautiful thing as a, as a, as a gift to my friends and my peers that I have right now, man. So join me on that. It'll be a lot of fun. 
hit me up on the website, hit me up on email, you know, dial in at dialinolly.net. Hell, send me a smoke signal. I'm easy to get a hold of. (laughs) Well, I've enjoyed it, man. And I uh, appreciate our conversations as always. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing some knowledge and some laughs and some insight on some things with folks. So for everybody that's listening, I appreciate everybody joining. And this has been another episode of Who's Behind the Mask. Love it, brother. Thank you. Thank you.